Holt, who goes there? Uh, Tom Parry? Bloody hell, what are you doing here in Denmark? <laughs> I think I'm living with you. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> it's this again. It's Tom and Matt Attack. Yeah, it really is me and Matt sharing his house at the moment. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, Just like old times. It is the shack 2.0. Hmm. Can you dig it? How about that? Yeah, I'm back over in Denmark to do some work, and uh, Matt's kindly uh, let me stay with him. Yes, you are here. Uh, yep. This is not like theatre of the mind. This is actual truth. No, you are staying with us for the next couple of weeks. Real so. stuff, yeah. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you doing, Tom Parry? Doing Happy New right. Year. Well, thank you very much. It's like I haven't seen you for the last week, but we've been living together. Um, yeah, Happy New Year to you too. It's 2019. That means that uh, games like uh, God of War and Spider-Man and Red Dead Redemption 2 are... Uh, old news. Know, old news. Exactly. I was trying to search for them. Yeah. <laughs> Last year's news, what's new on the agenda. You're meant to have played all those games now. Exactly. Sweep them under the rug. Nobody cares anymore. Anything beyond that, like, say, Horizon Zero Dawn, which we might talk about in this podcast, is retro. That's the thing. <laughs> I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn, as you know, Matt has hinted at there. And that's quite an old game now, I guess. It because is. Because no one's talking about that, because they were all talking about that uh, two years ago. Exactly. Um, and yet, to me, it's new. Game. That's yeah, nice. And I think uh, maybe this time next year, I might try God of War. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I, I It's on my two-play pile, as is Spider-Man, as is both the Assassin's so Creed games that came out in the last two years. It does make us doing a Game of the Year podcast relatively difficult, especially for me. Matt's played more than I have, as I mean, per usual. Yeah, but I mean, even last year was my, hey, I'm not really going to play any new yeah. games thing. It didn't really go through as well as I wanted it to, but I did manage to like say, okay, I'm not going to play as many as I want. And you were successful in doing that. I was, I mean, you know. You found that... Gave that free time to something else. Yeah, I did. Uh, making YouTube yeah. videos, uh, writing and uh, reading some books and chilling out with my wife and doing all the other big life mm. stuff I had to do last year. So it was the space was needed. Big question. Yes. You're playing Red Dead Redemption 2. I Is am. that a good use of your time? Um, No comment. <laughs> Uh, probably not is is all I would really say. Oh Christ, so we get we got to get into this. I, right I off think the bat. we should just get into it now, Matthew, oh, because dear. that's the game that you've been sinking a lot of your time into right as of late. Tom Parry, um, do you remember once upon a time we did a a podcast that was essentially best of the previous generation, where we were we were talking about the games for the three sixty. That was a good one. I the like PS three. Yeah. Uh, and Shadow the of the Damned. Yeah, Shadow of the Damned. Uh, underrated game. Uh, Shadow of the Damned. A lot better than Red Dead 2, mm. I would say. Did we just say um, Shadow? It's Shadows, isn't it? It's Shadows, yes. yes. You are correct. <laughs> Shadows of the Damned. Better than Red Dead 2. Um, Ooh, controversial. I would I would also say... You've uh, got to explain yourself. <laughs> Red Dead 1. Better than Red Dead 2. Ooh. Admittedly, I have not touched Red Dead 1 since I completed that game way back when, I'm going to go and replay it to sanity check myself. Right now, I think everyone's thinking, what has he gone mad, Matt Boyle? You know, uh, 
purveyor of fine video games. Uh, this game has been ranked the best rated game on PlayStation 4. Which is farcical. What's wrong with it, Matthew? Um, most things, Tom Parry. Uh, right, so I've already gotten into this on this podcast. Um, last year, uh, well, the year before last, God, old retro games, uh, 2017 Tom Parry, the, the year of the video games, the year where every video game came out, um, saw me playing um, two games uh, that I, I probably put now in my top 10 video games of all time. One of those is called Near Automata, and that really showed, hey, Video games can be used to tell unique and compelling stories. And uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild said, hey, cool, you know, when you've always been playing an open world and you've wanted an endless sandbox of possibilities, well, here you go. Um, mm. Red, I can see where this is going. Red Dead Redemption 2, Tom Parry, came out and said, hey, you know, all of those unlimited possibilities and everything you've been exposed to in games like, say, The Witcher, or even in the Uncharted Lost Legacy, this idea of an open sandbox, they've gone, okay, cool. Uh, well, uh, we made Grand Theft Auto, so we're just going to give you that again. Is that okay? Cool. Thanks. And so uh, I feel in large part that the last, what, well, how long have we been in this generation now? Four, five years? It's a very good question, actually. It's top of head now. I can't actually remember when the first console of this generation arrived. Was it the PS4? It was the PS4. I remember PS4. you getting it, but I don't remember what year it was. Um, many years ago. Many it years like ago. quite a fair few years ago now, yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, turns out that uh, Rockstar are going, hey, cool, yeah, we're making another one of these games that we've made like 8 million times. Don't get me wrong. I isn't to say, hey, this there is very compelling characters in this. There's a very compelling story. It's However, a beautiful game world as well. You know, the attention to detail is something that always strikes me whenever watching you play it. Ah, it's but how... I mean, like, even that attention to detail is few and far between, though, right? You because, think? I mean, you, you pointed it out yourself, looking at um, Arthur Morgan, character the, models, the main character, the character model, compared to, like, every NPC you meet in that game. Yeah, Arthur a looks stark better. difference between how yeah. those characters look. But I'm not offended by the way any of them look. I just think it looks a bit strange. There's yeah. also times... I could understand having your main character as the most expressive character. And when there are so many other characters, maybe it's impossible to do that. Saying that, Horizon Zero Dawn does something, I think, clever in that when it's a character talking to another character face-to-face, -face, yeah. it's sort of like the backgrounds are blurred out. You know, it's not like it's happening within the world. It's like it's... They're using all that rendering power to render to the, the faces rather, rather than, than what's back because it all just okay. sort of blurs out. Yeah, the background. So then that, I don't think they're like rendering the backgrounds at the same time. Okay, they do a thing which I think is quite a good idea. Really, uh, this doesn't. Um, so maybe it's just the sheer breadth of the stuff it's trying to throw on screen. Yeah, that means you can't have everyone's face looking like potentially, but it does also mean that the lighting looks really weird in some places, gives them mm. like a waxy vibe. I, do you think we're being hypercritical here of the game? Right then, no. So because what it comes me, down to is gameplay, isn't it? Let me get into my my main gripes with uh, the highest rated game on the PlayStation. Mm. And 4. it's not the visuals. It's not the visuals. Uh, in fact, I think the game generally looks world class and mm. i don't think it's hard to argue with the fact mm -hmm. that this game is probably one of the best looking games ever made mm. where i get frustrated is a lot of what rockstar is trying to do with this game is they are trying to tell a very compelling narrative story however 
90% of the the game they are making around that narrative story disagrees with the story they are trying to tell. Uh, for example, there is a lot of... There's a lot of restrictions on how you play the game. Uh, essentially, there was a, a mission yesterday where I was with you and we turned around in a field and people were running away. And I wanted to stop and cover our tracks and kill a few guards because there was literally hundreds of them pouring out of this thing. I think hundreds is exaggeration, but at least like 20 people coming out of this thing. And I was like, shit, if I got to run, I'm just going to get shot and killed because the game has taught me, hey, don't generally run away because if you stand still or you're running away, people are just going to take shots at you and eventually it's going to chip down your health yeah. and you're going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, right, okay, I'm going to shoot a couple of these guys. Then I'm going to run after Dutch and the other character I was with because that will give me a bit of a head start and then we can get down and then I can cover somewhere else and start shooting these people. Uh, I stopped. I shot about three people. I got a mission failed screen saying, you've abandoned the party. And I was like, no, I didn't. They were literally right behind me. I could still see them on my minimap, but some arbitrary line had been crossed where they had disappeared. Uh, the third, the second time something like this happened was about a mission or two later. I was with a character called Sadie in that and we were out and we were we were shooting these Adriscals, which is like a rival gang. And there was a part where they started fleeing. And she's like, oh, they're fleeing. Da, 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 da. You better run, you bastards. Blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, I was picking them off as they were walking. She's like, come on, we got to go. Da, 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 da. And I was just there, just shooting the remainders of these people who were still shooting at me. And uh, I went to run forward to kill the last dude because he was running away. And I was like, shit, he's about to go over the hill. I want to shoot him before he goes. With this whole, like, Ludo narrative of, like, oh, Arthur Morgan wouldn't let these people run away in my head. I tried to run up. I got into dead eye. I started aiming at him. Mission failed. Uh, you abandoned Sadie. I was like, are you kidding me? Had to do that whole sequence again, mm. like five minutes of firefight. Hmm. You feel like you're sort of fighting against the game, what the game wants you to do, as opposed to what you yeah. want to do within the game. Third time, uh, we go outside a big, heavily armed area that I will not say what it is. Um, and after a, a hostage situation takes place, I, I run away and I'm like, okay, cool. Well, the game has pretty much told me, hey, in these overwhelming odds in these last couple of missions, you should run the fuck away in situations like this because three of you aren't going to kill all of these people. Lo and behold, Tom, then wants me to stand and fight. It's just like there's no consistency with how they want you to do the missions. It's literally like, hey, this is how Rockstar wants you to play this particular part of this game. Mm -hmm. Great. Make a fucking film then. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Do you find there has you feel, to do with the pacing? There has to be moments where you do do a lot of shooting. If there hasn't been a moment of a load of shooting, then they're going to throw one in at you. And... Every mission is just a load of shooting, okay. though. Like, except maybe one or two where you've got to walk from place to place. Like, mm. most of it's just shooting a load of people, and I don't think the shooting is even that good. Okay. I don't know. Mm. Like the the gameplay feels very old. I think the ambitions of what they're trying to do with an open world and open storytelling, and again, this whole ludonarrative narrative thing of you riding around on your horse and there's loads of random things that'll yeah. happen to people as you're riding around and you'll get involved with conversations with people who are by the side of the road, mm -hmm. caught in a bear trap or whatever. All of that stuff is great. However, that interferes with the yeah. fact that this game feels like it was made seven or eight years ago. I think what it is, is it feels jarring, doesn't it, when you're forced into something that feels very game-like as opposed to the story they're telling and the 
the cinematicness of of it in general. Yeah. Um, but it has to still be a game. So it, it does. those things may be fighting against each other. I think so. But to be honest with you, it's kind of the flip side of the coin of Zelda. Um, mm. As much as I love that game, as much as I think that open world sandbox is incredible, there really isn't much a of a story. So is it proof that These maybe... two things can't really can't... exist hand in hand? No, mm. I would I would disagree because I think The Witcher does it perfectly. Okay. Like, admittedly, Breath of the Wild gives you a lot more of a sandbox. Like, the whole, hey, you're, you've got a sword, it's thunder, you should throw off your sword thing. Mm. It's not something that's present in The Witcher. But I do think The Witcher strikes that right balance of, hey, this is a really great narrative thing. The Witcher is just like, hey, man, you got to go to this place, go do it whichever way you want. You can use magic, yeah. you can use swords. And I've played a little bit of The Witcher, and I can see what you're, you're saying about that. You know, like, I, yeah. I think there are games that do this correctly, and I, I even think... There's elements of like Neo, uh, Nia, sorry, not Neo, uh, Nia's side questy stuff, mm. which is very much, hey, go to this place, destroy these things. But I think you have a lot more control over how you want to play that. And I think you can customize your play style. Like I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about there is a, a section of that game, like very early on in Red Dead, where you, you buy a sniper rifle at the start of the mission. And then you're escaping a town and you literally have to follow behind a wagon. And it's like, well, I just bought the sniper rifle. I'm going to climb up onto the roof. And then the, the mission failed because the person left the wagon. I don't I don't get why there's such tight constraints yeah. around you being where you are. Sure, if that person dies because you're not involved in the mission and you're yeah, fussing yeah. about somewhere, then fine. But the fact of the matter is I should be able to wander around or they should be... Rockstar should have made the game so as in, like, Sadie would have gone, like, screw this, I'm going back to camp, da 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 call me when you're ready or whatever. Hmm. Not just, oh, the mission's failed, sorry, you've got you to waste another 15 minutes of your time redoing this gunfight that you didn't really enjoy in the first place. Hmm. I can feel your frustration, and uh, I've, se- I've seen you playing it, and I know exactly what you mean. It's, hmm. it's frustrating. Like, hmm. honestly, this... I thought this game was going to be incredible. I thought, hey... Rockstar, right, I mean, the first Red Dead, right, for me, that defines that generation as probably the best game of that generation for me, or at least it was. I'm going to go back and play it now and see if it holds up. But I have so many fond memories of just being John Marston on a horse and, like, riding through the country, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to find a treasure map, I'm going to do this, yeah, I'm going to do that. And I'm like, mountain lion, oh, shit. And then It was on... based on a principle of freedom, yes. really, wasn't it? Whereas this game... Is not. No, and I think so many games took so much from Red Dead in terms of open world games like Assassin's Creed and stuff of like Mm. random encounter type things in the world that I think Rockstar kind of forgot themselves that they'd set a precedent with that game and now they've just made more of the same. I feel like maybe they wanted to actually do something different by having the gang mechanic, you know, the idea you're part of a group. Yeah. And maybe they felt the best way to accomplish that was to make the game slightly more linear. I can understand an open world if you're a lone guy, you know, a lone cowboy. Um, But when you have a group and you're you're kind of uh, subordinate to a leader, as you are in Red Dead 2. But I mean, that would be okay, honestly. Like, I'm not against the linearity of the game, because I do Mm. think there is a lot of stuff you can do around the outsides. You can go hunting, go fishing, do all this other things. When you're in the actual missions, the restrictions... The the restrictions of the missions are so suffocating to me as a player. Yeah, yeah. 
it's like I don't like the combat. I will I will flat out say that I really don't like how it plays. It took me a it's long a typical time. Typical kind of like hold down a button to aim and fire. And, yeah, and well, I mean you're you're holding down. I think it's L two to aim. And yeah, then, it's like Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's. I don't know. Or Gears of War. It's just something about it that just feels so off and so clunky compared to like mm. games I've played recently. Yeah. Um, you've not played Horizon yet, but I feel that's a really good example of tight controls. Yeah. Um, but I'd, I'd be interested to hear your opinion on that. If I'd you like get to give it a go. Have a go. Maybe the, just the aiming and the shooting and stuff. Um, yeah. Moving around. I don't know, man. I was so I'm so disappointed with it. I'm in the sixth chapter now, which is towards the end of the game, and I cannot wait for it to be done. I would like to know what happens to Arthur Morgan. I want to know the end of his story. I think yeah. you so, care about the characters. He does that yes, right, at least. It does. You know. But again, I would care about this character if he was in a film. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I just think he's a very well written character. Yeah. I don't think the game he stars in. Is it's got to be of a massive challenge to to take a narrative and stretch it across. I don't know how many hours the game is. Yeah, you is it ever going to be as pure and as tight as it could be? Is it the great medium to tell a story because you've got to pad it out to a certain length? You know, and uh, maybe some stories are better, shorter, and more concise. It's just right then. So, like, I I probably I reckon I've played it about thirty hours now. Mm. The amount of storytelling you could get done in a series in 30 hours is like three seasons. Like, think of yeah. Breaking Bad. Think of how much happens in three seasons of Breaking Bad. Now, I would think in terms of a film, but now you mentioned TV series. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You get you get yep. Walter White meeting Jesse Pinkman. Well. Yep. They do all these things. They go through Tuco. Sorry, Breaking Bad spoilers coming. Tuco dies, and then they go back, and then they go on their own. Walter tries to readjust to his life. He goes into these places, and then uh, they meet Gus. And yeah. then it... That's all within three seasons. That's 30 hours of narrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That tell perhaps one of the best pieces of television narrative uh, ever yeah, told. I would, I would agree. I would, I would say, yes, this is up there with some of the best storytelling in games. However, it, it feels like it tries to do too much. Mm-hmm. It feels like it is trying to be three seasons of a television program. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel like that. The passing of time in that game is not in tune with the story you want to ta- they're trying to tell for me. Mm. And also, there seems to be, and I was saying this to you yesterday, you were watching me do a bit. I don't really mm. want to get into Red Dead spoilers, but there's a bit in that game where you think, okay, this is all this is all coming to an end. And then the game takes a dramatic left turn. And then it takes another one. And then it takes another one. And it's like, okay, well, you doing this, you making this game so dramatically different for a short segment, A, just feels like you're padding out the game. Mm. It just feels like you're lengthening the story for the sake of lengthening the story. You could get on with the story now, but instead you're going off on a tangent. Yeah, exactly. There's like small, like what felt like side missions when I did them the first time and now tying back into the story. And I'm like, I really care. And it's also like they introduce characters in every chapter and essentially by the end of that chapter you've wrapped up your narrative with them for better or for worse for that yeah, character. Yeah. And it's like, I just, 
I wouldn't mind if there was one overarching thing, and I know this this happens in a lot in video games with even the Grand Theft Auto games. There's a section in there where you were even saying, "Hey, this feels like this could be part of a Grand Theft Auto game." It was very particular to a certain section of the game because yes. it looked like quite a modern setting, like a mob boss's mansion. Yes, uh, it could have been out of uh, Vice City. Yeah, it could have. Yeah, and easily. the character was so over the top and so GTA. Yes. Um, that almost felt out of place in that world to me. It, it did kind of to me. Uh, I, mean, I do really appreciate the dialogue in GTA and the characters, but here it felt like it didn't fit. No. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I know what you mean. The story here is so it's so nuanced for that start of essentially like, hey, we're Dutch's gang, we're going from A to B, we're robbing from the rich, giving to the poor, we're only robbing people who want to be robbed. And we're trying to live out this philosophy of free men that they won't let us do anymore. And then you're just going around just killing people. And, like, Arthur Morgan as a character is where I... Now in the sixth chapter, is that where I was in the third chapter. And it feels weird that there's been that mm. disconnect as well. And, like, now he's on the same page as me. I'm like, man, why the fuck can you get out of Dodge? Like, why are you still here? Why are you still doing this? You clearly don't agree with this anymore. And yeah. in my head, the Arthur Morgan I'm playing as is not the person that's going to go around and, like, murder 30 people on a mission just because uh, Dutch says so. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird thing. But one of the core gameplay mechanics is shooting people. It is. Yeah. However, you know, one of the core gameplay mechanics of The Witcher is you cutting people up with a sword. You don't really do it that often. You don't mm. do it like every mission. You don't kill like 30, mm. 40 people just for the sake of it. Yeah. You can go exploring. You can run into bandicaps. You can do that. Yeah. You don't have to, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, 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 something... it's, it's a flawed experience for you. Yes. I, it's a huge disappointment, mm. to be honest with you, is mm. what it is for me. And I, yeah, I'm not going to spoil any more of it. I. I was talking to someone yesterday, one of my mates who's completed it, and he's kind of feeling the same thing as me. And there's there's some stuff around the ending of that game that I'm sure is going to happen, and I'm, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I, I can see what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, just watching you play it. And I think, you know, it could be quite a, a satisfying ending. Potentially. Potentially. Let's the elements see. are there. But again, I, I don't trust them. Like, it... It's out and out the best story I think Rockstar has ever told. But it's one of their poorest games for me. Mm. Yeah. And there we have it. So Matt Ball's feeling about Red Dead. And I'm sure next time... I will have completed it. You will yeah, have played the sure. game so we can actually give a proper overall uh, critique. Yes. I I think to be honest, with you, I don't think your opinions have changed. No, I'm uh, not. I, the, sounds of it. the more I play the game, the less I like it. Mm. That's so good. No, there have been some really fucking cool moments in that game. Mm. Would you advise people to go out and try it at least? I would. No, with a warning. I wouldn't. You know no, what? No. I wouldn't because I yeah. don't. I don't think. Is as good as the story is for me. Yeah. I don't think the game is worth the 30, 40 hours you need to put into it to get that story out. I'd much rather you spend that time playing The Witcher, which, like I said, I think gets this balance of open world and storytelling right. 
Um, I to be honest with you, comparatively systems wise, I think they're both as robust as each other, and I think yeah. Witches even does combat better than Red Dead does. Admittedly, you're not shooting people, but still. Mm. And there have been things said about Witches combat not being so hot, haven't there? No, I know, but I mean, yeah. to be honest with you, compared to Red Dead, I think they both feel like last gen combat systems. So I think it's a pretty fair playing field actually for them. Yeah. Hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah. A game which feels decidedly um, even older than last gen is Resident Evil 2. Yes! Yes, uh, but it still manages to feel fresh and new in this uh, remake version. We played the demo of it uh, just now. Uh, yeah, so what, what was your impression of Resident Evil 2? I you didn't it, play it directly, I was playing it. I didn't, it, no, I was, I was actually yeah. playing Siberia to the side while watching <laughs> you play it. The thing was, even though Matt was doing that, he knew this game um, a lot better than I did, even though you've only played it the the once through I played right? it the once through with friends mm. when I was about eleven so it's almost <laughs> twenty years ago I played this game um, you have a good memory well I, see the thing is right this game scared the living shit out of me so much mm. that I think I I remember where the safe places yeah. are I think I have to say straight away this game is scarier than its original version I mean the original version terrified me yeah. as a kid man I got to be honest like Going well, at back the time, and... it was very, you know, yeah. uh, I guess innovative, would you say? Or uh, in terms of how it scared you? Or I just, I, I, I think it was very intense. I think re- playing Resident Evil 1, yes, there are some scary moments in Resident Evil 1. Mm. There's a bit where you walk into the corridor and the dog jump out of the window. And you're like, oh my God. But the, the scares in Resident Evil 1 is essentially a puzzle game. To oh, a yeah. large extent, because it is all about resource management. Mm-hmm. It's about saying, hey, am I going to waste these four shotgun bullets on this zombie, or am I going to wait and try and take out the hunter around the corner? Yeah. And so is two to an extent. Two, two is to an extent. However, I think the, the feeling of fear they managed to induce in that second game, the claustrophobia of the police station even versus the mansion, mm. is... So much better. I think Resident Evil 2 is perhaps the best in the series for me. And to and see it remade and to see them kind of update it and go, hey man, we're not just gonna, we're just not gonna make you play the same game again. Yes. It's the same police station, but zombies are tougher to kill now. There's no, you would think, even playing Red Dead, you know, you've got your little targeting thing and you're like, hey, when I fire my yeah, gun, yeah. You know, this gun's going to explode. Yeah. The reticle is so f- big in this game to make it so you can't just like pot shot things. Because I think in Resident Evil, the first time around, you could like, you could shoot the zombie in the head twice and he would go down and he would be dead. I think they've realized, hey, gamers are more advanced than that. And like, gamers know how to aim at a zombie's mm, head and shoot mm, them. Mm. You need multiple shots to the head to take them down. Um, yeah, it, a lot. <laughs> it surprised me. That was one of the biggest surprises of playing this, how tough they were to take down. Mm-hmm. And you still have to deal with the restrictions on the ammo. But it felt balanced. It felt like, yeah. oh, yeah, after I'd lost all my ammo, this, there was I did find some. But there was a moment in between where yeah. I had no ammo. And, yeah, it, it was scary. Genuinely scary, especially the fact that they've turned most of the lights off. And yeah. a lot of it is, you know, you use your torch to see where you're going. That is a, adds a huge element of uh, fear mm-hmm. that I don't think was quite there originally, no. Not for sure. I mean, it was the the areas in the first gate, in that first... Oh God. 
in the original, I'll say, not the first game, I don't mean the first Resident Evil, I mean the first version of Resident Evil 2, was, hey, oh shit, there's so many zombies, like going to the gun shop and being overrun and you having to run out because you're like, shit, if they catch me, I'm literally going to get that animation screen with like a load of zombies pouring over me yeah. and like pulling me yeah, apart yeah. and whatever. There's, it's just so well done. It's just, it creates this feeling, this atmosphere of fear yeah. that I think, it's reminiscent almost of something like Dead Space for me because of how you're controlling the torch and things. And I just think they get a real good job of nailing the experience of that game mm. and updating it for a modern it's a very play. good first impression. It doesn't uh, skimp on the gore as well. There are yeah. some pretty horrific things. It seems to delight in showing you them in great detail. It's, I think, and emphasis on on them as well. I just think it's the things they couldn't show you the first time around, yeah, you know? And yeah. I also think just blood splatters in a corridor isn't going to do it anymore. I think games have moved on no, so much no, since no, no, then. No. I mean, I don't want to spoil it by telling you exactly what, what happens within the demo. Yeah, I do urge you to just download it. It's free. And you should try it. It's a very good demo. They've chosen a, maybe a good bit of the game. Uh, it isn't the very beginning. No, it's not like uh, for those who were there back in the day, it isn't like the original menu. You, well, it is to some extent because it is timed. Uh, the original demo you used to get with like official PlayStation magazine, mm. which is how we played it a lot. Mm. You're not doing the bit with... It doesn't even show you the intro, which is a bit gutting, so I want to see that. I think that's kind of nice, so it's yeah. saving that because that's the experience you're going to get when you start from the beginning and play through. Yeah, yeah so you, you're not in the streets. You don't like... Get get out of the car after that truck's crashed and blown up and everything's on mm, fire. Mm-hmm. You start literally as Leon gets to the police station, so about like mm. ten fifteen minutes into the game, and then you meet Marvin, um, the your lieutenant who's supposed to greet you on your first day, and then you walk in around the police station. They, I'm not sure if they cut certain bits out. Like the liquor corridor is clearly there, and there's some clear indications about. That. Don't give too much away now. No, I mean, uh, hey, spoilers <laughs> on a, a 20-year-old game. Well, too much away in how it's changed because yeah. it, it definitely isn't exactly the same. But that you couldn't do it again because no. it wouldn't be scary if you knew exactly where things were going to happen. Exactly. And yeah. I also think that they're not going to give too much away in the demo so you actually get those scares when you play the real game. Yeah, you have they'll... to finish it in, in 30 minutes. Uh, yes. I managed 20 minutes without dying. I was quite happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they've made it slightly easier or not I don't think so no. I, I think you could have easily died if you hadn't picked up certain items when you picked them up yeah, yeah. and to be honest with you like thinking about the longevity of that games if you would have played the way you did there I think you would have been screwed going forward because then you would have no health pickups anymore and probably not a lot of ammo I did experience a moment where my inventory was full and I wanted to pick up certain items but I couldn't mm-hmm. uh, but there I was making a mental note of where the the storage boxes were so I could, you know. And that's the thing. The storage yeah. boxes are back. Yeah. They are still there. There are typewriters. You're going to need ink ribbons to... Are you going to need ink ribbons? I'm not sure. Because I didn't see any ink ribbons. Oh, that's true. You couldn't maybe use they weren't the, in the Yeah, but maybe they weren't in the demo because of that, though. I think there's going to be no ink ribbons. I think you're going to be able to save at any typewriter. Ah. I think that would be better. I don't like the ink ribbon thing. I mean, I don't like the item box either, but I mean, they're, <laughs> they're a core part of that game and the core part of yeah. the shit I need to run back what here to get What's slightly confusing is how you, there's certain areas which are highlighted with uh, an action, press X, for example, mm-hmm. and it's not immediately apparent why. Yeah. You know, you, there's a window, press X, and you just look at it, oh, what, what am I meant to do here, you yeah. know, and... Uh, 
you can barricade windows. Let's, yeah, let's I, mention I, that. I that kind was, of figured that, that out pretty that easily. Was, you did, yeah, yeah, that was cool. But there were certain things I looked at and I was like, no explanation. It wasn't like Liam was saying, hmm, what's this? No. I think I might need something to put there or anything. There were no kind of hints no. as to what certain things were. Uh, maybe there's some tutorialization, like when you're in the gun shop and stuff, like maybe you help barricade the windows there and then you know you can use barricades. Is it, is it not or... right that usually he says something to himself, like in these uh, situations? I mean, I don't think there was any narrative can't, like can't that remember. in Resident Evil 2. Yeah. A lot, I mean, a lot of how what you had to do and where things were was written in the law in the notes you know like in the logs you find yeah. around yeah it was pretty bare bones like marvin would tell you hey you should go you should unlock this place so you should go mm. to the roof or whatever mm. but they wouldn't tell leon wouldn't sit there and go hmm i should i should <laughs> get the typewriter ribbon to save no no you it don't want maybe it pop up like on the bottom of the screen when you first find a typewriter and go like use typewriters yeah yeah occasionally you get little notices explaining certain elements yeah. of the game to you what was nice about the demo is i never got lost or anything like no. that i could play through it quite easily and mm -hmm. i'm someone who gets lost in video games quite a lot so uh, i found it to be quite user friendly and scary it was basically ticking all the boxes you'd want it looked yes. amazing it was scary it was very playable it felt right as someone who really likes resident evil 4 yeah. straight away you're at home with the over the shoulder perspective mm -hmm. and aiming where you aim and yeah. such and run and people who've played resi 2 like i said a lot of your internal map at the police station is still going to map on i think so yeah it's cool. like it's like four and two have just sort of melded together yes and i think it could be a very good experience me too hmm. i will be picking it up i think mm -hmm. grand while you'll be doing that i played a bit of siberia i'm not going to talk about it too long because this is a what's a, siberia matthew uh it's a pc point and click adventure game thomas from 2002 uh, it's made by a Czech guy, I want to say, a comic book artist. Um, I'm just going to quickly Google that. But it is an old school point and click adventure. It's very... You're a fan of the genre? I, I like the genre. However, I'm more in a scum engine point and click, like have some funny narrative than the, the clearly mist-inspired... Gameplay that Siberia is going for. Okay, so it wasn't a great first impression, or he's Belgian. Damn it, I thought he was Czech. His name is Benoit Sokal. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and this is a point and click he made in the early 2000s uh, with his studio. But you're playing the first one, you say? I am playing the first one on the Switch. I got all three of them out of the library. Even though I've seen Siberia One and Two available as separate carts, they now have Siberia One and Two on one Switch cart. Yeah. So, but maybe the first one, obviously, is showing his age at this point. Yeah, yeah, but it's also, I don't know, man. Like, even if I played the third one, I'm not sure this is my kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might not even get onto the third one. I don't think so, no, to be no, honest. No. Like, you're trying it out. I'm trying it out because I was like, well... I'll, your thing. Yeah, no, I, I don't like the... The mist style, hey, run around this island, trial and error to figure out where you need to go. I like there to be a clear, hey, you should go here. And then when you get there, solve all the puzzles in this area. I like yeah. it being very contained in how I do the puzzles. I don't like to backtrack a lot for the sake of getting a switch to flick a switch here or... On your switch. On my switch. It, it just <laughs> doesn't do it for me that... I feel like I waste a lot of time running around in games like that, and okay. it's not really something okay. I'm into. Oh, dear, man. I feel bad for you not having played many games that you find fun. 
No. What no. have you played that is fun? Anything recently? Not really, I don't think. <laughs> You're picking the wrong games. Yeah, no, I know. But I, uh, I just wanted to try it out. It, it's been a series I've been curious about for mm. a, an awful, awful yeah. long time. Even when I remember seeing, going to like PC World and stuff when I was a kid and seeing the Siberia box and going like, wow, I wonder what that game is. And then the yeah. second one came out on the PS2. Sure. I've always been curious about this series. And yeah, I just wanted to give it a go. But I know it's on my cup of tea now. Yeah. You have got a few other games uh, in the wings to try. I have a ton got... of games in the wings. Yeah. Hitman 2. I got Hitman 2. Um, I'm going to beat Red Dead. I got uh, Yoku's Island Adventure when yeah. I was in the it's UK. It's like a pinball. It was a pinball. Pinball. Oh man, there we go. There's <laughs> my new YouTube name. Um, it's a pinball-esque Metroidvania game. I hear it kind of flags a bit in the middle, but I hear it's yeah. a very fun experience. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Dragon Quest. Is that right? Dra- uh, yeah, God, I picked up some other games from the library, <laughs> so I got. The first thing I do after I beat Red Dead and why Quest I'm trying to beat Ill. that is try- so I can install Dragon Quest. Yeah. Because, as you know, I- I've picked up a lot of JRPGs. and kind of a JRPG bit- kind of guy. I am, but I- I've also been really disappointed with some as of late. Mm. Uh, like um, Octopath, I-, mm. I played a little bit. I was mm. like, oh, okay, I-, I-, I don't need to play this game. And despite yeah. everyone saying, wow, this is the best RPG I've played in years, it kind of felt like it was retreading ground with the default for me. So yeah. I I enjoyed that game a lot more. And I was like, okay, I'm sure there's some good stuff here. I like yeah. the combat and oh, things. Kingdom Hearts, we touched that last week. Yeah, we talked all about Kingdom Hearts last we week. We did talk about giving up on that I one. gave up on Kingdom yeah, Hearts, yeah. Okay. yeah. I, this is the thing. If I if the story and the gameplay don't grip me, I'll give up. And you Red, were playing a certain King of Hearts, weren't I you? I was playing... King, uh, King of Bo- Hearts, Kingdom Hearts. Sorry. Kingdom Hearts, Birth by Sleep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it was back in the library when I picked up Dragon Quest, and I was like, oh, I could pick this up, but I'm not going to. But I did yeah. pick up uh, Dead Cells and Wonder Boy, which so, I'm sure Yeah, this good. is Wonder Boy Dragon's Trap. Yes. Not Monster Boy. That's the other one. That's the yes. more recent one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Dragon's Trap, great game. I mean, it's not really changed that much, although it looks different. Yeah. If you wanted to, you can always switch to the back old to the school system um, one visuals but i'm looking forward to playing dead cells i want i'm really looking forward to trying out uh, dragon quest as well so yeah. let's see how they go yeah. still my go-to is pokemon let's go pikachu yeah pretty much uh it's a very easy game to play yes um and it's one of the few games released last year that i've actually spent any amount of time with yeah um, but I still wouldn't put it on a game of 2018 list because no, this isn't a game of 2018. This is a game of whenever Pokemon was ah, released. Oh, come on. You're being too harsh on it. I'm not being harsh because that's a good thing. I think, um, but I just have to question whether or not now is there, a, does it innovate particularly? It innovates within Pokemon to a yeah. degree of making it easier. And we've talked about this a lot. On the, yeah, on you the, can see the Pokemon. More, and... Yeah, yeah. And it's just... Um, a great version of a classic game, but it isn't a modern game. No. It isn't. There's no way around that, really. Um, but it's still as fun as ever. Pokemon has aged very well, and this just helps it be a little bit more accessible for those elements of the game which haven't maybe aged that well. But in its core form, yeah, Pokemon is pretty much timeless. What would you like them to take forward from this game into whatever the next Pokemon is for Switch? Like the real... I love the way the game looks, first of all. I like this great elements like having the uh, PC in your 
bag. Yeah. Basically, and what that means for those not familiar with Pokemon is usually to access all your Pokemon collection, you have to go to the PC in a Pokemon Center. Mm-hmm. And now you have that just at your disposal, at your disposal anytime. And I quite like the candies thing. I quite like catching multiples of Pokemon and then sending them off Fresh Oak in order to get candies in order to help um, get my Pokemon stronger. Yeah. This does maybe feel a bit unbalanced because your Pokemon can get a lot, a lot more stronger depending yeah. on how many you catch. But there are systems in place to stop you. If your Pokemon's getting particularly high in a stat, higher than it normally should be, it's going to take more and more candies to get it up to the next stage. Yeah. At the beginning, maybe you only need like one to get... Then you start needing four to do the same effect as yeah. one. And so there is something in place to balance it out. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're great additions to the game, as I was just uh, mentioning. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to take a lot from this. Okay. I don't mind the way you catch Pokemon. I like the fact that it's not all random battles. Yeah. Uh, even though sometimes a Rathata will run in front of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have no choice but to fight him. Um, I'd be very interested to see if they carry that over. I don't think they will. I don't think that's an element they want to uh, change. But I won't mind if they do. If if they make the next Pokemon game with this, I know it will anger certain Pokemon fans. But I don't think it's a game breaker it's at all. So many people be happy for that, though. Mm. That you can see the Pokemon on the world. Yeah, you can see the Pokemon. You can choose where you want to battle it or not. And when you catch it, you have, you know, what is essentially, I guess, a mini game. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't feel always like you know why it's easier than other times. Sometimes you throw a ball at it and. Yeah. You catch it. Sorry about that loud noise on the microphone. It's okay. <laughs> and <laughs> you catch you're not, it. You're not in my ears, Tom. <laughs> and uh, sometimes you can't. And, you know, so, certain Pokemon tells you are harder to catch than others, but I, I don't know how much precedent this actually does have because sometimes it's easier than others. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy it and it suits me very well. If I'm wanting a game that's not particularly intense and, you know, Pokemon, you've played it. It's, yes. it's a game you can play at your own pace. And I really appreciate that about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, a game like, um, what else? I don't like Animal Crossing, but it's another game that you can play leisurely. The... Unless you don't play it every day and then you, <laughs> you know. You well, I mean, there. it's not like I played it every day was the issue is that I played it very long for multiple hours every day and also on a system that's I not I think very it's a ergonomic. game you don't have to play for hours on end. You can just play it maybe a little while every day. It's one you play often and little. Perhaps. Yes, you can. Um, but I wouldn't play Animal Crossing. I, I'm waiting for that game. For I, the Switch version? Yes. Mm. I cannot wait for that Switch version. So I've been enjoying uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Dragon Ball Fighters. Okay. Whatever they want to call it. I have the Switch version now. I don't know if we discussed this on the last podcast. I don't think we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, could we were talking about the loading times no, we were, on the we? Xbox Wow, it wasn't that long ago. No. Uh, it's still, you know, still enjoying the, the Switch version very much. Getting really stuck into the story mode now. Uh, the story mode, it's interesting in the fact that in between fights you can choose your path you have so many moves you have a little map screen and you can several fights that you can do and every move to another fight costs one turn yeah and you have to kind of carefully select what you're going to do yeah 
Um, you can get certain bonuses from doing certain things and rescue certain characters and you choose which three you want in your team and you have three characters at a time mm. and they level up. So someone's going to get left behind. I mean, I'm not fighting with Yamcha anymore, for example, unfortunately. Yeah. So he's not going to level up the same. Bless him. Yeah, he doesn't get any experience uh, now. It's not like Pokemon where no. your whole team can get experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's not going to. So uh, the more I play it, the more I really appreciate how fresh it feels as a fighting game and how there isn't anything quite out. It introduces so many fresh ideas mm-hmm. and so many ideas that are very true to Dragon Ball. And yeah. it's like the ultimate game because you can do that teleport thing. You can do the flurry of fists. as yeah. Everything's there. And it's a game that's been incredibly well thought out. And as a fighting game, it doesn't matter about the Dragon Ball Z side thing, but just as a fighting game. It's yeah. a very different, unique experience, which is also relatively easy to get to grips with once you've played it a little uh, while. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that is certainly maybe even a more innovative game than, obviously, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. So, uh, so far, that would maybe be within my top games of last release. But how does it compare to, say, a its Arc System, right? Yeah. It doesn't feel like its Arc System works to okay. me. It, it feels like it's its own thing. It doesn't feel like derivative of any other game they've produced. Okay, that's good. Uh, you could argue that it's got a lot in common Marvel versus Capcom. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a bad thing. It's more exciting than maybe some of the recent Marvel vs. Capcoms. Yeah. Strangely. Even though I like the last one, I know that got kind of picked at a it bit did, you yeah. know, by certain people. I don't know what everyone was so upset about, but this is definitely more exciting, I think. Okay. Hmm. There's got to be. It's Dragon Ball, isn't it? Those fights are fast and furious and exactly. full of I mean, explosions. That is and... why that franchise is so popular. Hmm. So that's how it goes. It's slightly frustrating that such a lot is locked, and that always irritates me about modern games, that you can see what you haven't got. Yes. When you've paid full price for a retail copy of the game, yeah, every time you go into that character screen, you're shown stuff that you know you, you haven't got. Yeah. And do you want it? And it's like, well, actually, I'd rather not see that. I'd rather not show up on my screen. Yeah, but then me. how are you going to know they're there to buy them, Tom? Well, like, I guess. It's a crappy business it's model. It's a reminder every yeah. time you turn it on that you haven't got the full game, even though you paid for what is the full game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it goes. That's it. But I've got them on the Xbox version, so. Oh, okay. I suppose that's some... Uh, consolation. You bought them on the Xbox version, or did you get like? Well, I got a deal. Edition? I got thirty-seven pounds for everything. You oh, know, okay. on the Xbox downloadable yeah. version, um, and that was a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's I played a bit of Final Fantasy V on the Game Boy Advance SP. Yeah. During my uh, trip over to Denmark, actually, and I still like that game. You know, even though I'm not a big RPG kind of guy. I can still feel strangely nostalgic about it. It's a good game. As I've said in the past, it's the first RPG... Well, the first Final Fantasy game I ever played. I can't remember if it was the first RPG. Uh, I like this Game Boy Advance version. The dialogue's close to the fan translation that I experienced first time round. Yeah. So the characters feel the same. They don't feel um, very different. Yeah. Uh, They've got new illustrations for the characters. Yes. uh, That are based on the uh, Amano drawings, Mm -hmm. uh, the concept drawings, I guess. And uh, that's a bit different. Yeah. 
it's a good game, I think. Uh, that good, it is. Tra- very traditional RPG. You know? I mean, job system in there is yeah. great too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of cool things. Good music, good, good story. characters, good story. I mean, derivative elements. But, ah, uh, but I'm like now we derivative. Now, elements now derivative. At the time, what wind crystals and princesses? Yeah, and but pirates. I mean, that and... was that was Final Fantasy back then, and they were retelling that same idea again mm. and again and iterating on it. It's got some cool stuff. in It's that cool story. when uh, you find out that there's a big serpent that's pulling the boat because there's yeah. no wind, and they're like, "Well, why? Where's the wind? You know, because there's no wind. Yeah. How are you doing it?" And it's yeah, I can imagine that being remade would be quite cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's interesting. Constantly go back. I know they've remade a few of them, haven't they, in 3D on right. the uh, DS. They've remade 1, 2, and 3, and 4. They never remade <laughs> 5 and 6. Yeah, and 5 and 6, well, especially 6, are very, you know, held in very high regard. You think 6 might get some sort of treatment one day if uh, 5 doesn't? I would, I would love 6 to get some kind of treatment, but I don't think it ever will. Hmm. I, I in think an age where we keep going back to old games and rehashing them, there's a couple yeah, of good opportunities there. But I, I think they're so tied up with the remake of Seven. Oh yeah, yeah. At this moment I don't in think time, Six is ever going to get touched. I don't think Five has the same fan base as Six, so Five it, probably will not be remade anytime. But it, I think it could be. I mean, it's a pretty big game in Japan. Yeah, but they four, they like four a lot. They're four. I mean, four is pretty big in most places. They yeah, came yeah. out in the states, and yeah. obviously, it came out in Japan. But the the way we would get six is if they were to do a Switch version. I think maybe if they were to do like a Switch Secret of Mana style. Yeah, I was thing, thinking Secret of Mana style. It wouldn't or be Pokemon like Secret of Mana yeah. style, or let's go Pikachu style. Yeah, yeah. I'd be happy if they redid Chrono Trigger. To be honest, yeah, I'd prefer Chrono Trigger to six as a game. Yeah. Yeah, I've got the DS version of Chrono Trigger. Oh, I love Chrono Trigger. Playing at Racing Gears Advance. Yes. Yes, great game on the... Uh, what it is is basically an overhead uh, racing game that Matt Ball got me for Christmas. Yep. Thank you. No worries. Yeah, it's uh, it's highly recommended. It's very quite difficult, yes. I'd say. You know, there's a certain challenge in there, but it's got lovely visuals. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're a racing game fan, you like Micro Machines, it's got a Game Boy Advance, you know, it's uh, certainly one to look out for. Keep an eye out for it. It's quite rare and quite expensive. Mm. So we're definitely very appreciative of that gift. Thank you, Matthew. It's okay. There are bargains still out there, Tom Barry. Yeah. If you look hard enough. If you look hard enough. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Other than that, nothing really my side. Just kind of been plowing away Red Dead. I'm sure I played loads of stuff. Well, no, I didn't actually. I tell a lie because we talked about all the stuff like Gunvolt and stuff I played over Christmas. So yeah. in that last podcast we did before the New Year. I so. feel soon enough we're going to come to a point where we're looking back on this last generation consoles. I think that will be this year. I think yeah, they will I announce think... a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox. I've heard rumours that Xbox is going to be announced at some big event coming yeah. up. Uh it, it does feel premature, maybe, still. Not really for Microsoft. But it's been a long time. I, well, uh, I checked. 2013, those consoles came out. Yeah. We're now in 2019, so six years. Don't Like, hey, man, don't forget. Last console generation was very long. Yeah. Think how, think how short the PlayStation 1 to the PlayStation 2 to the PlayStation 3 was. That was, that was roughly about nine years, I think. Mm. But yeah, I think for me, I'm... Struggling to see where games are going to go with new hardware. What new hardware is going to bring to the table I right now? I think we are at a point of maybe diminishing to returns. I 
am more happy playing indie games mm. than I am playing triple A's. Yeah, you don't need crazy hardware to do really great things. No, you don't. For, and yeah, I mean, a lot of good things run on the Switch, and the Switch isn't the latest hardware. No. Yet there's some great experiences on there. Um, even quite graphically um, pleasing ones, like the Dragon Ball game I've been playing. That's uh, looks great. Yeah. Like, it doesn't need a lot of hard drive space either. Nope. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, most of the stuff I've been really enjoying recently, like um, Moonlighter and these other mm. things, are just like small teams mm. have made them. The Messenger is another one of these. Yoku's is another game like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm much happier to play a tight experience or something like subsurface circular from mike bethel last year mm. that is a very controlled experience that's trying to do something different that i am a triple a game like red dead that'll tell a good story but then won't get anything else right i'm much more interested in people I, I, trying new things or making a small mm. tightly crafted experience now than playing a 60 70 hour game i felt like that for a long time really if i want that kind of story driven stuff i watch a film but to know. be honest with you like yakuza made me have faith that you can make a big budget oh, game and a do point. some stuff. Oh, that's a point, yeah. And Shenmue as well, for me. Yeah. Yeah. We got a Shenmue game this year. Hmm? We could have got a Shenmue game coming out this year, though. Shenmue 3. It's this year. It is, yeah. Well, it's, I can't remember when this year it is. I can't remember now. either. Is Judge it? Eyes is out in the summer, which is the new game from the Yakuza team for me. So I'll be excited August, that. is it, for Shenmue? Potentially, Shenmue. yeah. Something like that. It rings a bell. Well, that, I'll be very interested to see how that holds up. Yeah, me too. For sure. Let's give it a look. But anyway, okay. Should we call it a wrap then? Let's I think it's also the else. fact that we were touching about playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, impressive game. Enjoying it so far. Um, it was one of them big games. I don't know if I'll ever finish it. But uh, I like what's going on in that game. And it, it, the thing is, it plays very well. Yeah. And that's what actually what draws me back to it more than its story is actually how it feels yeah. to play as that was Aloy. How I felt with Persona Five, actually. Yeah. I that was see, this is the thing. I want I want them to go hand in hand. It's like yeah. Persona Five is like, okay, I don't really care about the story, but the combat system's so fun to play that yeah. I really enjoy playing the game. Yeah. yeah, Aloy just moves so effortlessly, you know, it's like it's so the controls are so tight in Horizon. Yeah. It's uh, it's quite a joy. Just to move around. I love games that just make you feel cool as you move around. I'm sure Spider Man's a good example. Yeah, that, I'm sure. I feel like nothing but good things. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, so, yeah, that was the other thing I've been playing. I dip in at Tekken 7 every now and again. Yeah. I, I play whatever I feel, Matthew. Exactly. Whenever the mood takes me. Aha. I've got uh, Earth Defense Force to have a go at. 4.1, yeah. is mm -hmm. it, maybe? And uh, just downloaded Fighting X Layer as well, which actually does feel like quite a unique fighting experience. So I'm looking forward to actually learning that a little bit more. It seems that the more you do certain moves, the more they sort of level up. Yeah. I get the impression. Yes. And now and then they change, and yeah, that, that could be quite cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, some of these games are available on sale at the minute. Uh, the January sale on PlayStation, at least, ends on the 18th of yes. January. So uh, have a look on there. There might be some cool things uh, you, you want to try. You should chickity check it out. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's all I've got to say, Matthew. Fair enough. Oh, well, then let's wrap it up. Tom Parry, if you've liked the podcast, uh, you can listen to it in a 
few places on tomomattack.com forward slash podcast on blastprocess.com obviously in iTunes and Stitcher as well while you're in iTunes why not give us a cheeky rate and subscribe let us know you're listening you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tomomattack on Twitter at TMACast where you can find me at Gameboyle and Tom at TomParry11 respectively if you have something to say to something we've said Mm -hmm. um Other than that, uh, we'll be back next week. And yeah, audio quality will be at this level rather than me having to mix it and cut things apart because we're in the same room again. So (laughs) until next week, folks, I think all that's really left to say is the usual game on. Game on.